0: Welcome back to Return to Odyssey. I'm Josh. I'm Rachel. And I'm running out of creative things to say to introduce our show. But thank you so much for joining us.
1: We are back with another
0: classic, classic Adventures, Adventures in, in Odyssey, Odyssey episode. episode. We
1: keep saying that. This is one actually that both of us remember more distinctly and remember enjoying
0: Yeah, I had fond memories of this one from when I was a kid. The title is VBS Blues. But before we get into it, we do want to take a moment to mention Audible.com, which is a great place to download all kinds of stuff for your ear holes.
1: Not only can you get audiobooks, but you can get audio dramas and podcasts and workout sessions and sleep tracks and newsreels, all kinds of stuff. So go to audibletrial.com slash return to Odyssey and you can get a month free trial which includes two audible originals and one free audiobook
0: and as is our want we will recommend an audiobook for your listening pleasure this time we're going to say the best christmas pageant ever by barbara robinson and i know i know It's not Christmas. And I know, I know, they won't shut up about Christmas-themed media, but get over it. Christmas is awesome. And this one actually ties in really well with the episode we're about to talk about today.
1: So without further ado, let's dive right into it, which they do. We've noticed they either have cut out the Chris sketches, or this was a period where we just didn't have any Chris sketches. Yeah.
0: I remember from being a kid having more of these little skits with Chris, but either they've been trimmed off of the versions that we're downloading or they just didn't exist in these ones.
1: My instinct is that they didn't exist in this time because the first album had Chris sketches. Yeah, and
0: I have no idea why they would trim them off if they're doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. After the intro, Chris comes on and says, one of the really fun things that happens is VBS at Odyssey Community Church. It's funny because we've complained about church not really being a central thing. Well,
0: complained is a strong word. We've just kind of observed that for being a Christian-themed show and characters who are Christians, you really never see them at church, which changes in this episode.
1: Yeah, the bulk of this episode takes place at VBS, which is happening at... The church. It begins, though, at Wits End because the church is using the little theater at Wits End for their closing program.
0: For VBS.
1: Which is featuring a skit written by this kid named Ned Lewis, who is a teacher of the sixth graders. And we come upon him complaining while he's setting up. Why me? Why does this always happen to me? This is great.
0: Yeah, Ned is a high schooler. He is also super neurotic and not used, apparently, to dealing with children.
1: The first thought we had was wait, this is a teenager. The only other teenager we've met that's not Connie, and he's a Christian, after the stormy weather episode, why aren't they buddies?
0: it just makes sense because we talked at the end of the stormy weather episode that it really is normal and good for Connie to want other friends also in high school so we're like wait where's this kid yeah. why are they not why, hanging out
1: why aren't they hanging out why haven't they met if she's been to the church with the younger kids and he works with the younger kids and, and he's why now at wit's Witt end said hey guys you should be friends and not
0: in some kind of like you should date each other right, kind no, of way but no, literally but just, just go be friends Yeah. except that as this goes on maybe that did happen and connie was like
1: Ah, uh, no,
0: no. because as things turn out, man, Ned—he's a
1: really uptight guy.
0: He's super uptight, and maybe they did try to hang out, and kind of like he's just not much fun to be around. <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> Sorry. <strong. laughs> yeah.
1: So he's complaining to himself, and wit walks up like, "Ned, what's going on? I'm really looking forward to the skit. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to be terrible." And
0: he's convinced that it's going to be an absolute disaster, disaster. and he is freaking out.
1: And Witt's like, you've put on plenty of plays at Witt's End before.
0: And they've been And they've been
1: great. And Ned's like, well, I didn't have Muggsy and his gang as leads. And uh, Muggsy? Eugene Mumford, that's his nickname. And
0: they're not really a gang. They're just his buddies. Mm. And so these are apparently bad kids.
1: Well, he says bad kids. They're kids that show up to church only if there's like a potluck or something like that.
0: Ooh, so bad. Ooh, so bad.
1: (laughs) And as it continues, their badness is really overrated. Initially, they decided to come to VBS. I don't know why. Their sixth graders are in my class. And initially, it was just normal stuff, stealing cookies, eraser fights, you know, general horsing around. And we segue into flashbacks. And
0: we have this really fun harp music that brings us...
1: You fade into Ned explaining about his sketch.
0: So the audio design is kind of odd in this bit. Ned is explaining the skit that they're going to put on about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. But he keeps stopping himself to adjust behavior of the kids in the room, and specifically of Muggsy and his buddies.
1: The first pause is, Muggsy, would you stop wiping paste on Mary? And Mary he... is saying nothing.
0: Yeah, before or after, and then Ned just gets right back into his talking. So either Let's... Mary's comatose <laughs> or something, she's just silently while he's wiping paste all over Yeah, I mean, even if paste she didn't know her, that he
1: was wiping paste on her, when he lampshades it, there's no, ew, or anything like that. It's just island okay Ned keeps going and then he's like Hank the gold star goes on the page not your forehead
0: and then the last instruction he gives is hey eat that cookie or spit yep. it out Junior. but stop playing with it so just from a teaching standpoint besides wiping paste on other kids that's genuinely disruptive don't do that keep your hands to yourself but As far as the kid putting the star on his forehead, who cares where he's sticking his sticker? You're interrupting your own lesson to yell at a kid about where he's putting his sticker. And same
1: with the cookie. Unless he's doing a Calvin number where he's zombifying the cookie in his mouth. And making noises and
0: being disruptive. But it's silent. Yeah. So I would say to Ned, listen, you are getting off track. The kids are not actually misbehaving they're They're sitting there quietly yeah that's the only one but the sticker thing and the cookie thing those are not big deals
1: he's being more distracting by calling them out on it than they actually are
0: so this is a major teaching fail for him (laughs) more than it is a problem with the kids also i want to point out that he's only calling out those kids it's Mm -hmm. almost like he starts with this vendetta Against them. And every little infraction, every little thing they do, I'm on you. Yeah. I'm going to catch you in the act, and you're going to be under my thumb. The
1: way that... At least Ned is played in this one. He's psyched himself up so that he's now on them all the time. Not necessarily because he doesn't like them, but he's afraid of his schedule being screwed up.
0: And that's not the way to win trust with kids. Well, that's not the way to to
1: teach kids at all, really. As he's talking about, we're going to hold auditions, blah, blah, blah. Muggsy raises his hand and says, yo! Yes, Muggsy, you had a question? We're volunteering. What? We want to be those those three guys um, pool rack, tool shed, and um, a billy goat.
0: And the kids laugh because he mispronounced the names and stuff. And he's like, no, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego. Abednego. Yeah, whatever. We want to sure. be those guys. Yeah.
1: Again, Ned doesn't say okay, he sort of backtracks because you can tell, oh, no, I don't want you guys to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he
0: starts actually calling other kids, hey, would you
1: like one of these parts? Well, sure. And then Muggsy clears his throat (laughs) threateningly. And it's really not fair to the kids that he's asking. And it's not fair to Muggsy and his friends. Yeah,
0: you have volunteers. If other kids volunteered, would you turn them down as well?
1: Probably not considering the setup for this scene. If there was a scenario in which Muggsy and his gang raise their hands and three other guys raise their hands...
0: Ned's picking the other guys every time.
1: Well, yes... A good teacher would then say, All right, well, we got six guys, six, seven guys who want to do this. Let's hold auditions, whatever. But if it's just Muggsy and his gang, you have volunteers, you have guys that want to be involved. Yeah. So it's not fair to anybody involved that Ned is being particular about who he wants to work with for a VPS sketch. It's not We're talking
0: maybe three this minutes. This is not long. Broadway. Like he this is like a he acts he acts like this is his masterpiece. It's a three minute Bible story. Let's not blow this out of proportion. Not a
1: big deal. By this point, we segue back to Ned actually telling the story to Wit, and Wit is laughing, which is the appropriate response to this whole scenario. It's silly and ridiculous. Yeah.
0: He's not laughing at Ned, but he's not not laughing at him. He's either. laughing at
1: Ned. <laughs> he is laughing at Ned. Ned says, "Oh no, it gets worse. They didn't know anything about the parts they were playing. Well, what is he expecting them to is, know? Okay, if they don't come to church regularly. Well, and
0: this goes on several levels. Number one, they don't come to church regularly, so they wouldn't know the Bible story about Shadrach, a and Abednego. That's to be expected. But beyond that, even if they have read this story straight out of Scripture, to say they don't know anything about the parts they're playing, well." Honestly, we don't know much about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the scriptural
1: account. Is he expecting method acting? Yeah.
0: What does Meshach feel in this moment? How do I become Meshach? (laughs) No, we know quite little about them. They were young men who were taken as slaves from Israel, and they actually had a good attitude, apparently, and proved themselves in Nebuchadnezzar's court to be honorable and trustworthy We have the whole thing of their buddies with Daniel, and there's the account of them before not eating the king's food, eating vegetables instead, and getting stronger.
1: Well, getting stronger specifically for their faith in God. They were not eating the king's food because it was not kosher. Yeah, so
0: thank you for clarifying that. So we have...
1: Men who are very devout.
0: Yeah, they're devout. They are trustworthy. They have gained positions of respect, all of that. But that's really all we know about them. So to be like, they don't know anything about the parts they're playing. Well, what is there to there to know? And also,
1: this is a three minute sketch, as we had said. There's not much character development you can do in that amount of time. So anyway, we come back to the first rehearsal and Ned is starting rehearsal and he's like, all right, you all have a script. And then Muggsy says, wait, so what's a fiery furnace? Dude, it's a place where they burn trash. And a lot of the next conversation is Muggsy and his friends answering each other's questions.
0: Kind of, kind wrong, of wrong. wrong.
1: But it's funny.
0: And this sequence is actually the best part of yes. the entire episode for multiple reasons. It is funny, but it's also showing kids who who are not knowledgeable about the subject they're being taught, who are 100% engaged. And poor Ned is too dumb to realize that. Too dumb and too
1: focused on how he wants things to go. Because really,
0: these kids are... On the edge of their seats, mm. learning about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and yeah. learning the Bible story.
1: Yeah, they really want to know about it. And so Mugsy says, what's a fiery furnace? One of the other kids says, oh, it's a place where you burn trash. And Ned's like, no, you don't burn trash in it. You burn people. What? And, and
0: my first reaction is, Wait. They always burn people. I'm remembering that bit from Monty Python. What do you burn besides witches? More
1: witches! <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> l- like we have literally a furnace
0: <laughs> just for burning people. That doesn't make any sense. No,
1: it probably actually was something they burned trash in. That is perfectly feasible. That for sounds that logical
0: era. to me. Or to heat the building, yeah, burn I wood.
1: Mean, hot baths were a thing in the ancient world, so yeah. Who knows? But they get all excited. Dude, we get to burn people. This is going to be better than Rambo. And Ned's like, no, no, you don't burn people. You get burned. What? Do we get to take a fire extinguisher? No, you don't get to take a fire extinguisher. Who burns us anyway? The the person who's
0: in charge. And the kid goes, Daniel? What? No. Well, it says right here, Daniel was put in charge of the kingdom. No,
1: he's your friend. Some
0: friend. He throws us in the fire. he
1: doesn't even let us take a fire extinguisher. So
0: you have this great exchange between... Between them and it's sharp, it's fun, it's cute, and And
1: Ned is getting progressively more and more frustrated. And he's
0: just flustered, even though the kids are actually learning the story and getting the point in roundabout way.
1: Yeah. So what so we get burned up? He says, No, God saves you. What do you think about that? And confer with each other and say
0: fire extinguisher.
1: Which that was the only not funny part Yeah,
0: it's a weird non-sequitur punchline They had referenced the fire extinguisher thing before But I don't know what is going on in the dialogue there
1: I guess if you think about the progression of the dialogue When they're trying to figure out Wait, so we died No, God saves you Yeah, what do you think about that? And they say fire extinguisher is Maybe it means like we would
0: rather, have, we a would rather have a fire extinguisher than extinguisher? God save
1: us Or we don't actually believe that that's feasible
0: Or God is a fire extinguisher.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's a weird, almost non-sector. I don't believe that he is.
0: But yeah, it's as absurd as that. Anyway.
1: And then Witt says, was every rehearsal that crazy? Which actually, that sounds like a pretty normal rehearsal for a VBS sketch.
0: Yeah, it was not that crazy. No.
1: (laughs) Ned said, oh no, it was worse than
0: They me. wanted to change the script. When the music plays was, of all right. kinds, they wanted the music to be rock and roll.
1: I don't understand why that's a problem. No, I
0: Depending would say- Depending on the
1: style of your sketch. Okay. Yeah,
0: if you're doing something that's a little more outrageous and a little absurd, why not? Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, Which, again, would be completely appropriate for a camp or vacation Bible school right. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it would be totally fine. And he said, and then they were playing cards in the fiery furnace, which again- depending on the tone, is a perfect point.
0: Yeah, we're totally calm in here. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. You can throw us in here because God's going to save us. Or... Maybe they weren't doing it as part of the skit. Maybe Ned was off talking with other kids and stuff and left them. Hey, guys, you're going to be in the fiery furnace. Just wait here. And they got bored and a kid pulled a deck of cards out of his pocket and they're goofing off during rehearsal.
1: I was in children's theater and we played cards when we were not actually doing our lines. There were times when you're sitting out for a long time. You get bored.
0: And the director is working with other people, other actors, other stuff is going on. It's not not an actual show. You're at a rehearsal and you're just hanging out.
1: So again, Witt is laughing, as he should be. And Ned says, then yesterday something even worse happened. So Ned is picking up, putting stuff away after VBS, making sure everything is ready for the next day. And Pastor Williams shows up and starts talking to him about the sketch. Hey, I've been hearing all about the sketch that you're going to do, and I'm really excited.
0: And I think he's voiced by George Barclay.
1: Yeah, the guy who plays George Barclay. And out of that conversation, three very major points get touched on. If all goes well with the VBS sketch, then maybe we can start talking about the drama program you've been wanting to do at the church. Also, there's going to be a lot of parents seeing the sketch, because it's the last night of VBS. And it'll
0: be a really good, PR thing for the church. They'll want to know what things their kids have been learning. And the third thing is that this is my favorite Bible story. I'm so glad that you're doing the fiery furnace.
1: And he was intending to be encouraging the entire time. This is not him putting pressure on Ned, but everything that he says then causes Ned to put this pressure on himself. My whole dream of the drama program at church is hinging on this. They're not learning anything and the parents are going to be so mad mad at what we failed to teach them and this is the pastor's favorite story and i'm gonna ruin it for him and all of this is going through his head while he's having to set up for PBS
0: that's his anxiety but mr whitaker has really good way of being like okay bro tone down it's gonna be all right
1: but before we get to that we have a commercial break And we come back, and Mr. Whitaker says, I understand your anxiety. Ned says, that's not even the worst of it. The whole point of this, and I think he means of VBS, of doing the sketch, is to help the kids understand the Bible a little better. But it is not doing anything for them. So in his mind, Muggsy and his friends have not learned not learned a thing. But we would beg to differ if he had paid attention to how the kids were responding to the material. I would say that they're
0: learning all the time.
1: Yeah. And Wit says, you don't know that. They might not seem like they're learning, but you never know how much they could be absorbing. And they're not the only ones who need to learn something. How did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get out of the fiery furnace?
0: Oh, wait, you mean I need to trust in God and the pastor and the VBS sketch is my fiery furnace? Well, it's Well, like, I
1: wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I... the
0: metaphor only goes so far. Yeah, but... yeah. which
1: I appreciate him being reasonable there. So Ned says, thanks, Mr. Whitaker. And you kind of get the feeling that he's like, yeah. Right. I
0: know that's true. I know but... that's
1: true, but I don't feel like it right now.
0: I also kind of hate it.
1: Yep. So we transition to, it's that night, it's the sketch, and the pastor introduces Ned Lewis, who's one of the teenagers there in his sixth grade class, is going to be performing a sketch that he wrote for this occasion.
0: And Ned stands up and begins reading. He is the narrator. He's either reading or he is just speaking, and he is deadly serious.
1: Yes. Yes. It is very grandiose.
0: And he's sitting the stage. Babylon was invaded, and there were young men who were captured, and they honored God, and their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hi, man! So it winds up being a very classic comedy structure Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you have a very serious straight man narrator trying to make the story go as according to plan. And the characters themselves going a little bit off the rails.
1: Yeah, it's not very much off the rails, but. Kind of whimsy. Whimsy a little, like and, when they're flying into the fiery furnace, they're like, I wish we had a fire extinguisher. Geronimo
0: jumping in to the fiery furnace and stuff, stuff like that. that. And you hear the audience laughing mm-hmm. at all of this. They're actually
1: laughing and- rather harder than is warranted. It's not a dreadfully funny sketch.
0: No. So although it's structured like classic comedy, it's not all that funny. It's supposed to be funny. I feel like this is... It might have been
1: funnier if you knew the kids and you were watching it.
0: Maybe. I feel like this is something that's a problem with Odyssey writing though. And I've noticed this now Mm -hmm. several times. And this time I'm able to codify it a little bit more. Odyssey does comedy well and can Mm -hmm. do comedy well. Mm -hmm. When it's the characters just being themselves yes. and having conversations in the course of the story. If story purposes require characters to be funny, it's like the characters don't know how to actually be funny. They just got like of...
1: writers don't know how to make them be funny. Oh shoot, we got to turn on the funny now. And it we becomes to... bad
0: knock-knock jokes level of non-funniness. And it's a strange phenomenon. I don't know why that is, because this is for the story purposes meant to be hilarious whereas the previous scene with them
1: goofing off and horsing around and asking questions that was funny that
0: was actually pretty funny yeah
1: the sketch is not but the sketch to be perfectly honest the way that it's played feels like it was written that way it, I mean, it feels if you intentional had written a cbs sketch it would have been written that way
0: yeah and honestly the style of the straight man narrator with the characters being a little bit wacky is fun and i would. Would totally write one intentionally that way. It's it, not the way Ned intended it to no, be. He intended it apparently to be, to be just completely serious. Straight,
1: very serious. And so when the sketch ends, and everybody's clapping and laughing, and he comes backstage, I think actually it's the end of the program, and he's like, oh, it was terrible. It was a disaster. And he's freaking out, and the pastor comes up and says, oh my goodness, Ned, I've been getting so many compliments about the sketch. All of these parents said they'd never seen their kids have so much fun with the Bible. And I owe you an apology. I had a lot of reservations about this because you're a teenager, you're young, I wasn't sure if you could handle it, but, but it I turned wasn't being out, fair to you. Yeah,
0: this worked out fl- flying colors well come to done to my office
1: tomorrow let's talk about the new drama program and it's like oh okay and then mugsy and his friends come up and they say they're sorry for all the trouble they caused and that they really enjoyed the play which, which is weird because again they didn't really cause that so well, much and trouble would they actually come and apologize i can see them coming and saying yeah that was a fun play Can we come to your Sunday school class tomorrow? Yeah, and
0: maybe not even say Say, sorry for all the trouble we caused.
1: Yeah, because they didn't really cause any trouble. And I don't think they would believe they caused much trouble. They weren't deliberately sabotaging anything. Ned is not particularly enthusiastic. He says, thanks guys, that means a lot. And then they're like, can we come to your Sunday school class? Sure, it starts at 8. But
0: he sounds really, uh, do you Ugh. really need to
1: come? No, not that reluctant. Just, oh, okay, cool. Rather than, oh my gosh, guys, that's awesome. All right, I'll see you tomorrow.
0: If I was why one of those kids. working
1: with the kids? Is there no other teacher for the sixth grade class? Yeah,
0: and if I was one of those kids, I would not be like, hey, I want to come to his Sunday school class. I would yeah. be like, uh, wow, that was a week. This is Time part to of why done. we're like,
1: Connie probably met him and said, no, thank you you because he's so uptight and so straight-laced and it oh, doesn't
0: or vice versa maybe he's like connie's too whimsical and carefree too crazy
1: i can't handle I, it
0: and i can't handle it
1: but how can he handle kids I don't know. With that kind of, I don't understand. But anyway,
0: Anyway, he's not a major character. (laughs)
1: Right. Wit is there. And he turns to him and he says, well, I think I owe you an apology for not believing what you said about God. And Wit says, apology accepted. You can never tell what's sinking in. And all is well and happy. Well, that's the end of the story. we go get food.
0: And all of this is why we chose the best Christmas pageant ever as the book we're recommending. If you're not familiar with that story, it's actually about kids who are way worse, legitimately Mm -hmm. bad kids, Mm -hmm. who show up and take the parts of a church Christmas pageant. All
1: the main parts.
0: And it winds up being much more about these snooty, uptight church people getting over themselves and seeing the Christmas story through fresh eyes and also learning to love the unlovely and the unlovable people in their community. And it's very funny. It's very poignant. It's a classic children's book. Go download it and listen to it.
1: Yes. Chris comes in after this and says, sometimes when I try to share my faith with my friends, I get discouraged. But then I remember Hebrews 12, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing bones and marrow. And that verse helps me remember what Ned discovered that God's word has a way of getting through to them and my job is to just keep sharing that word.
0: And all of that's good. I'm not sure that it's really closely tied with the episode. It's kind of
1: yeah, tangentially, not, tangentially tied with the tied episode, the episode cuz he's not They are at church. They were receiving the gospel. There probably was a gospel message at some point presented to them. And Ned is learning that you never can tell what's going on in their hearts. His job is not to worry about that, but to be faithful in presenting the gospel. Which
0: is a good message for a Christian to hear.
1: Overall, this
0: is not one of my favorite ones I listened to. It's weird because I came into it with really fond memories. We did. We were
1: a little disappointed. And it was
0: not as cute and funny as I remembered it Mm -hmm. being.
1: Of the album so far, this is probably the weakest episode.
0: Yeah, Still not terrible. No. But not one of my favorites. Yeah. So there's not much more to say about it beyond that.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you want to contact us, you can send us an email at SerpentandDevSpecfic. That's S-P-E-C-F-I-C at gmail.com.
0: And go ahead and leave us a review if you like the show. We would really appreciate it. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.